Good morning and welcome to this next episode of what we're calling 49 plus um, and uh, I think this will be episode 87 because I will intend to just record it and upload it pretty much straight away so it's the next day so we're now on I forgot what day of the week is it Wednesday it's the 30th of December 2020 so it's the Wednesday and uh, I'm doing what I can to try to trust the process, or rather, as the title of this episode suggests, because I know already what title it will be, I'm trying to trust the fucking process. And there's a reason why that word is thrown in there, um, because trusting the process isn't always so easy. And we talk about trusting the process in different ways. Uh, so that's it, this episode was kind of um, an interlude in the discussion around self-transcendence. Partly because I don't have too much more to say about self-transcendence. Apart from... Uh, so I recorded yesterday. In fact, it's the one I just quickly listened to some of it, the one from yesterday, which being the one titled Self-Transcendence. It didn't upload properly the first time, I think because I hadn't properly processed, so I was concerned that there was a half hour or so of me rambling that just didn't get recorded. It would have been no problem. I'd have been happy to trust the process on that one. Um, but actually, it just needed a, another retry of uploading, and it was fine. So it was there. The only thing I did notice then, because... Obviously, I'm recording on these things. I'm recording these episodes on the iPhone with the heads, you know, earphones in and the little microphone. And it seems to be on some occasions that one being one of them. The microphone would have been banging against probably a zip or something on my jacket or my jump jumper. And it's mildly annoying. You can still hear what's being said, but it's mildly annoying. I have tried to do rig things up in a way I often joke and with Connie in particular, but. The Freya and Rachel, but uh, I like to fashion things. I fashion something, so I found a fashioned a way of just putting the uh, so having the earphones in, but now tucking part of the lead round one of my ears, which means the microphone now is right next to my mouth. So it may look a little bit unusual, but first of all, you guys can't see me, whoever you may be, and at the moment there's nobody around where I'm walking, and at worst I'll walk past somebody. And again, they'll just assume I'm on the phone. Um, with a slightly odd arrangement of the microphone. It's not a problem. Um, so that was a self-transcendence. So in terms of any updates to that... Updates? Updates? Update? Any updates to that? Um, then uh, some progress was made yesterday. Not as much as I would want to. We're still about 4,500 words. Probably you know, 4,700 words. And I'm very, very, very aware of the closeness of the deadline, which kind of takes us to what we're talking about today in terms of trusting the process, um, trusting the fucking process. Um, I'm wondering if you can hear the crunching sound. It's a lovely morning. The reason why I'm out, so I'm not out as early as I have been for some of these walks. So there have been times when I've got up really early. And it's sort of seven o'clock. I think more in the summer, because nowadays seven o'clock-ish, even before that, it would be um, still dark. What I will do is stop. I've taken a photograph here before. Over, I think it's the twelfth hole. 
at Northwood Golf Club, which I walk through. Um, where's my photograph? Where's my photograph? And I'll take one there. So that's a gorgeous... That may even be Instagrammable. Um, so that's... Uh, or maybe I'll do it on my story. That's what we're learning to do as well. Learning about stories on things like Instagram and LinkedIn, particularly Instagram. Stories where I think you put up photos or video um, and it stays there for, I think, 24 hours. So they're kind of what's called ephemeral content. Is that the right word? Ephemeral, yes. Yeah, so it's there for a short while, then goes. So it doesn't, doesn't stay in your profile forever. You, you think you can choose it to, but that's a nice shot as well. And I may even do a panorama one, just to give a flavour of the one reason why I wanted to get out of the house. I'm just doing this slowly as I go round. There's the sun. Yep. Uh, now, low power mode. Um, so it's quite possible, I'm now into about 10 or 20% of the power, that I will need to cut this relatively short. Um, excuse me. It may well be, so we'll see. I'll take a photograph of there coming back again. If there's still power on the phone as I'm walking back through this part, I shall do that. Um, but because it was such a glorious morning and icy, so it's the nearest we'll get to a white Christmas, I think, down these parts. It's, there's no snow, but it's uh, beautifully icy, making, to me, this is the perfect morning for a walk. Um, being rugged up, boots on, so I just got up. This is so it's not as early as it might be, it's around about 8 o'clock-ish. Um, but Rachel's still sleeping, she... Dish was quite tired, I didn't sleep so well last night. I just wanted to get up and start doing stuff. And then, so the trusting the process here is see, what I would have what I'd feel I needed to get up and do would be to work on the paper. So, get up, get to the laptop, and start working on it. And then there's the other part of me in terms of the, the, the want, doing something that I'd want to do was getting up to have a walk, walk the dog. Um, and whilst we have been typically in you know, middle of the day going out walking the dog, lunchtime-ish, uh, we may well do that again. You know, we may head out again and take them out somewhere else. For those of us that want, without another walk, and if other people want to walk, let's go through that way, Ziggs. Yeah, we never go through that way. Just mind the water. So we're going to go through here. Come on this way. We haven't been this way for a while. Not quite sure. I think probably because the assumption it'd be very muddy. But the nice thing again about now it being icy is all where it's been muddy, it's now hard. So not completely. You no, know, some of it's iced over, but it's hard. So to me, it's a really nice opportunity to do a walk. Um, and we're very lucky having these this space behind us. So I've now just crossed over where one of the golf courses kind of bypassed the other one, and you get to a space which is. Uh, well, it's going to take us towards a rice slip Lido, and kind of partly, th- I probably won't go through, I normally go through rice slip woods, but if I go for a longer walk, if the power on the phone lets me, not that it doesn't stop me walking, but um, I like to obviously, as you can tell, walk and talk, and talk and talk, I'm going to head out towards rice slip Lido and see how far we get, um, and it's also nice walking at this time, it's not as busy, because of course being in tier 4, which is effectively locked down. Nothing's open. Can't do much else. Uh, so people are coming out to have their walks, and there's not many places you can go apart from these kind of areas. So anyway, so that's that's nice to be at this time when it's less busy. 
one guy ahead. So the choice to do the walk rather than get to the laptop it is me attempting to trust the process, <laughs> which is a phrase that is, I'm going to say, is coming to haunt us. Um, and where you know it, it crops up in lots of different places, but the most prevalent and relevant for yours truly would be in the context of the MSc in Applied Positive Psychology. So mentioned that a number of times in various episodes. So I'll refer to the MAP, M-A-P-P, the MAP. This is the course that I've been involved with since, well, 2012, I think. Does that sound right? Or 2011? I think I started at Buckinghamshire New University. So they're going to increasingly be calling it Buckinghamshire New University. It's always been called that since I've been there. It's been its latest name. It's just that colloquially we'll refer to it as Bucks. Bucks New Uni. But usually just Bucks. Uh, but the university, and I realise I'm going off on a tangent here. Absolutely. It's what my head does. I need to trust the process, <laughs> as do you, dear listener, to assume that this this process will take us somewhere whether it's where he intended to go, I don't know. Whether it's somewhere interesting, I don't know. But it's where the head is going. Uh, so bear with me. Um, Buckinghamshire New University is undergoing a rebrand, which I'm quite excited about. Some are less enamoured by sort of the new logo and so on. It's kind of black and white. It's not particularly dynamic looking. But the words they were working towards apparently was modernity. So that could be the kind of... Well, modernity, gravitas and university seem to be the three words they wanted to build in it but uh, whatever the reasons being they are redoing it it means that increasingly we'll refer to the university as Buckinghamshire New University particularly internationally to help you know highlight that you know it's called that because of where it's located in England so therefore maybe rather than to abbreviate it to Bucks you know we might do it more as BNU which again is more of, I think, what universities do do. They do do that. They do do. Like NYU is New York University. And there's loads more examples like that. Um, I'm going to try again the photograph. I realise this may well take down the the power. Um, but I just think these are lovely. Some lovely images. Lovely stuff. So another panorama. So I did it very, very slowly. And last time I got halfway through this. It's not the same spot. This isn't the golf course. Um, this is a kind of... I don't know what you call this. It's, it's probably part of Ricelip Woods. Um, I'm going to go... Keep going up here. So... So... Um, it's now near 9 o'clock, actually. I didn't realise it was as late as that. So... Buckinghamshire University gave her a rebrand, and uh, and hopefully that's why this setting up of a centre for positive psychology all, all feels very timely. So partly with that, so as the university redoes its website, redoes its branding, they're kind of looking at areas around the university where they can re what's the word not re part of rebranding, but just labelling of areas better. So it may well be that in the due course we will have a space at the university which we can call the centre and point to. Although I say in this day and age, particularly in the context of COVID, so much more happening virtually, that's less less relevant. 
a website is perhaps more helpful, more meaningful, and we already have one. Uh, so that's at poscycbucks.com, P-O-S for positive, psych, P-S-Y-C-H for psychology, bucks, there it is, bucks, B-U-C-K-S, B-U-C-K-S, is that right, dot com. And it's a website, it's not part of the university, it's one that I say we are maintaining ourselves, actually one of my colleagues, Genevieve, who's done this, uh, and we're in the process of developing that, hopefully with the centre taking shape, raising funds, in some way we can, you know, actually uh, meet the costs of that and develop it further. And if you are interested in podcasts, there are some podcasts on there, form part of what's called the Map Insider podcast. Um, and the, the ones in there, but I think she, I, I'm having said all that as well. I say it's why well, this does all kind of bring us around or something. This is quite muddy up here, but fortunately, with it being icy, you can hear a bit of ice going there. It's not so bad, but it's yeah, I wouldn't want to walk up here on other days where it's just basically mud. Um, so it all brings us back because one of those podcast episodes on there, so it's the Map Insider podcast, is the podcast series. Again, nothing fancy, nothing done particularly in any elaborate way, but many of them are indeed conversations between myself and peers. So in listening back to the episode yesterday, I think I allude to the co-author, I don't actually name him, I don't think, Piers. So Piers Worth will be actually the, 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 the first author on this. He's written the paper. He's written the self-transcendence paper. Um, but it needs some quite dramatic editing. It say, was over 2,000 words over its limit. It just needs a lot of tightening up. And it's been with me to do that for, a, for at least a few weeks. And I've not been able to get to it. Partly because, and this is where it comes in again, I've been learning to trust the process or trying to trust the process, or resorting to trusting the process in my defence of what I was doing and what I was not doing. So, you would have been aware that I would have had a deadline to do with marking at some point. I met those. But often only with a few days to go, I'd go, right, now the marking needs to get done. Which I've, which I've often done in that way. Um, and this is where we are trying to sort of trust the process in, in, in accepting. So I'll just pause there. There's two or three robins there. See, to me, robins are quite... If I get a symbolic symbolism, for whatever reason, robins to me just is usually a good sign that I'm doing something that, that I'm going to say is right, is, is good for me. So I'm hoping to see all this as justification for doing this walk now rather than... Um, going straight to the computer and there's squirrels running away. Well, it's a beautiful morning and it's such a, you know, if I, for now I go down the route to, I know again, I'm digressing from what I was talking about, but it's the way it works, guys, in my head. Um, but this idea of, I use the phrase appreciation of beauty. You know, I'm not sure that comes up. Yeah, I, I find myself then possibly being drawn to talk about strengths and signature strengths. More on that in probably in January because there'll be stuff happening in January, which very much relates to strengths. Um, it's around us all the time, but you know, talking more about this idea of make a strengths-based approach to work, strengths-based approach to uh, a whole range of things, really. But um, 
and that relates to conversations with Dan, which may well appear on this podcast. I may well find ways of doing that on the podcast. He and I may record separate conversations, who knows? But that's strength. And one strength in, in the research on what are called character strengths suggests there is one, an appreciation of beauty. Um, anyway, but at these walks, it's just like lovely to come out here. You see robins, you see other birds, uh, squirrels. Uh, I shall obviously comment if I see any other animals. And you've seen me stop and, or heard me stop and take photographs of sunrise so that's what makes this particularly special um, and much more desirable than sitting at a laptop to write a paper you know this feels more as though i'm engaging in self-transcendence or some version of it as i see the dog run away with boundless joy uh, birds around sun it's just gorgeous really really is very very special um, i think rachel will be jealous to know that i'm out here because this would also be a perfect walk for her so maybe later today we'll come out and do something similar. I just don't think it will be quite as frosty later in the day. Um, so, now I'm going to reel it back in again, back to trusting the process, which is what I'm attempting to do. That's the main theme of this. Um, hence the walk rather than the computer. However, still very aware there is a very real deadline if we don't hit submitting it by tomorrow and I'm now not even sure what time tomorrow would be the day, time we're getting to that point um, was there anything I started mentioning there that I didn't finish probably uh, I talked about the website oh yes there's going to be yeah, it comes back to trusting the process which was on the map inside a podcast which you'll find on pospsychbucks.com and I'm wondering, now as we start to take shape with the centre, we start doing something using, you know, the word centre in there. But um, I quite like it. It's poscycbooks.com. It was, it was set up a year or more ago by Genevieve. It's when we weren't a centre as such. But, you know, to me, that, that's kind of the phrase. is post-psych, positive psychology at books. Um, or being new, as we're now going to be probably more throwing to ourselves. Um Anyway, CPP may be something that will show up. Maybe we will have an email address, which is CPP at Bucks. Because we're still keeping the at bucks.ac.uk as the email domain. Now, Zig! Realising getting near to a road there. So, if you come here, Zig! We're going to cross over this bit. So, I'm now basically at Ricelip Lido. So, so, it's not a long walk to get to Ricelip Lido. I'm probably going to go round the Lido, which is basically a lake. And again, it's a very nice area, particularly in the summer, particularly when it's not COVID, because then you'd have people as a little beach on the other side, as in sand. You're not supposed to swim in the water. It's not the best water, but people do. Um, and there's a play area there. There's a water sort of park. Now, Ziggy, you have to stay close there, mate. Zig, come here. He's got his new lead today. We went to the pet shop yesterday, and we got a... Actually, we've got a few things... One is a lead for him, um, although more meaningfully, I would say, Zig, please don't run off. So bear with me as I just pause and just make sure he doesn't run off. And there's no, there's only there's one car, and it isn't fast. It's very, but it's just that he just walks off. I'd rather he didn't. Zig, he's across straighter. Oh, he's gone off again. Right, so partly is learning to trust the process with Ziggy. 
There's a Hera car coming down. Right, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Is a car coming? Zig! Ziggy! Come in! Come! Come here, Ziggy! See, this is exactly what I was trying to avoid. Thank you! In that he was out in the road where the car was coming past. Thank you! Appreciate it! Um, come here, Zig. So he was out in this. It's, it's a little road bit. And there was a car coming up. It was going very slowly. It's, it comes down to this. There's a station here. Yeah, so there's even a little railway that goes round Ryslip Lido, which is very nice. And I think on some days, so it's probably not been happening hardly at all this year, but I think on some days it has been... Oh, come here. Come here. On some days it has um, a steam train that goes round. It's usually, I think, a little um, electric train. So this is also... First I've been here for a while, I'm now seeing they've got some... Like a some sets of boys going across the centre of the the lake. Don't know what they're doing differently here. What's anything to do with COVID or not? But anyway, another glorious bit. Right into the sun's coming up into my eyes now. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. And in fact, this bit I'm walking through right this moment. Um, I remember sitting here. This is now like a, it's a, you know, it's a pub here. It's in a beautiful location on the edge of this water. It's not the best pub. It's actually, I think, changed its branding since we first came here. It's called Water's Edge. Makes sense. It's on the edge of the water. It's uh, calls it Stonehouse. I think it now really markets itself on selling pizzas and so on. But it's not the nicest of pubs. Uh, I think it's relatively cheap. So it's not quite where the spoon like. But it's, that. But it's just that for such a location, it's a bit of a... It's not an overly pleasant pub inside, um, but it's nice enough. So we are now walking round um, past the pub. I was going to say, in that, in that uh, area, I remember sat there taking a phone call uh, ahead of us moving to the first the flat we were in, in Northwood. So that would have been around that same time, actually, before, before starting at... Uh, oh, no, was it? Uh, I think we... I started at Bucks in August 2010. And maybe it was around about... Not 2010. 2011. And then it was maybe around about a month or so later that we moved. Because we were living in Oxford, sure. At the time, Rachel was trying, was commuting into London... I was then commuting down to Wickham from Oxfordshire, and particularly for Rachel, it was a long, long old commute. Um, and it was on the, you know, yeah, by different ways, driving a bit, usually bus a bit, sometimes the train, and it, it was just, you know, just a bit too much. So we ended up moving to Northwood, and that's why I say all that because walking through that little part of the pub area, sitting there with the conversation with the, it would have been the estate agent, just to kind of confirm it all, all going, being agreed. Um, so, trusting the process and all that. So, what was I going to say about the podcasts? <laughs> I know this can be frustrating. Um, is um, there's one on there? I think with the title, trust the process, and and that's and that's with peers because it's really in the context of that that course that we've spoken about it, 
and it's often been it starts off as what I would call a peersism in that you know a thing that peers often says uh, and there are a few of these but peersism on this occasion would be trust the process anything that becomes more and more broadly used goes beyond a peersism and becomes a mapism um, so it's in that context we've been speaking about it, trusting the process, and it's usually been in the context of students doing their dissertation work that when they get overly concerned about something or something's not going right or it's not as they planned it or it's challenging, is to, to learn to trust the process. Um, what we're trying to do now as I say that now I'm looking to my left and given that I suspect my core listenership will be the one person or at the very least the first person to listen to this as I now get around to the other end of um, the uh, the Lido they have these things now which are little boards up and I'm not really quite sure their main reasoning for it but they're quite a nice way of an explanation of the solar system of all things so I have little boards up around the place. Um, do I go back to the end one? Let's go back to the first one. So I've gone past one. Uh, how many are there in total? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Or there may well just be four. So what's this one here? So this one, I'm going back the way is Mars. So I'm guessing we're starting off at the sun, aren't we? Yeah, because there's Earth. So I'm going to go all the way back here. We're going to start at the sun. Yeah, there's Venus. So if nothing else, by the end of this, we may also have a better understanding of the distances between the planets. Trusting the process, folks, wasn't part of the plan. Just noticing there was uh, this thing here. So there's the very first one. Yes, the sun. So the very first one is the sun. Um... So just to give us that, so it's a little, um, it's all iced up, but I can read bits of it. I'm going to read it all out. But the sun to Mercury, 12.2 metres, pointing to the right, which is the equivalent of 57, almost 58, 58 million kilometres. Is that right? 58 million kilometres. Um, yeah, so it's the Walk the Planets Trail Map, part of the West of London Astronomical Society. So we're going to walk the planets at the same time here. As I turn around and look into the sun, so we'll see how close the first ones are. Then it goes then with Mercury, another 50 million kilometres to Venus, which is what we're going past now. Then it's going to be another. Goodness me, hold a minute. Yeah, another. No, it must be more than me. That must be 500 kilometres. Is it five? Sorry, 500 billion, not million. <laughs> Kilometers. That was 150 to know Earth, and now from here, it's going to be 78 million kilometers to Mars. So people are starting to appear now. Got some joggers. So now we're at Mars. Now there's a longer gap. This one. So from Mars. Oh, that's interesting. To Ceres. Where's Ceres? 125 million kilometres, but Ceres? I've never heard of Ceres. C-E-R-E-S. Ceres? Is that Saturn? Is that? Are we changing names of things now? We'll find out when we get to this board. 
Um, so, Ceres. Oh, the asteroid belt. Okay, then. Ceres and the asteroid belt. So that's been 175 million kilometres from Mars. And now we've got a longer gap because the next one is to Jupiter. So we're going through the asteroid belt, it looks like, to Jupiter, which is 95 metres, which is equivalent to around about 450 million kilometres. Um, so that's where we're heading to now. So I think we'll probably just continue with this a little bit longer, maybe. Although it's probably going to be quite a way until we get up to... Well, one question is, will they have Pluto on this? It's Pluto. I'm sure they must still have Pluto on it. I hope they do. It was demoted as being a planet, wasn't it, for a bit? I'm not sure if it's come back. <laughs> didn't go anywhere, just whether or not we call it a planet or not. Um, but I was saying about trusting the process, and on that map inside a podcast, there is an episode... I'm not sure whether I should be taking... No, I just say dogs on leads down here. Okay. Um, in fact, a bit was long there. It was, could have had dog off the lead. But I had him on the lead because there was a guy doing fishing. And this bit particularly says, keep dogs on their leads in this area at all times and off the main beach. So there is a little beach area. I shall take a photograph. We still haven't yet got to Jupiter. Oh, we're about to come to Jupiter now. Trust the process. It's a, it's a title of a podcast on the map inside a podcast which you should be able to find on poscycbucks.com. P-O-S-P-S-Y-C-H, Bucks, B-U-C-K-S, dot com. That's still going to be the emerging website for the centre as we get to Jupiter. So Jupiter. Ah, it doesn't tell us how far off from the sun here anymore, do we? Maybe on this somewhere if I read in detail. But it's, it's a, there's a nice description on each page, which is very nice. The next one is to Saturn. Now we're off to Saturn then. This is 184 metres, which is 875 million kilometres. So it's probably the other side of this little beach. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't, I'll wait till the other side of the beach before I take him off the lead again. Um, maybe I won't, because the beach doesn't look particularly pleasant at the moment, doesn't look particularly picturesque. It's because the kind of water itself, I think, they do sort of say, do not enter the water. Please respect the red flags, do not enter the water. It's a natural lake, it has hazards. Yeah, not very pleasant things in there, so you're not meant to go in the water. And it doesn't look so great. Morning. Um, a couple of wild called doggers, <laughs> dog walkers. Um, I don't know, maybe the doggers as well, I don't know. How, do I, how would I know? Right, so we're going past the lake and we're on our way to, what was it? Sa- no, we did Jupiter. Did we do that? No, we did Jupiter. Is the next one Saturn then? I didn't realise that. Maybe it is. It must be Saturn. Um, that's going to be... Oh, so I can see the board up there. So we're heading to what's called the Woodland Centre. So this is the nice little part of the Lido in the summer where this beach, which doesn't look particularly... It's all wet at the moment. and um, it's, you can, Now I'm on the other side from where that Water's Edge pub is. So I can look back to that. Um, there's a nice player. So they did this up a few years ago. So there's a nice big... Um, they took away a lot of the stuff that was here and replaced it, and it is better. There's kind of slightly less, actually, but it's a lot better. It's a big old, like a, like a, um, what do they call it? It's a uh, pirate ship. Um, so it's got large parts on it, 
and they've got lots of wood. It looks nice. It looks nice. It looks better than it did. And I think as part of that, they put lots of sort of fresh sand down there. There's also a little water park bit that's obviously not been going this year at all. It's good in the summer. Some of the older play bits to the right, and then we get up to the woodland centre, which has a big sign saying cafe open. Uh, not sure if it is. But if it is, it may have be maybe open just for a takeaway coffee. Now, if I had any money on me, I might get a takeaway coffee. Hey, Saturn. So we're here at Saturn. Whew. Next one. So I didn't know Saturn. How many moons has Saturn got? That could be a question for the quiz. How many moons? It doesn't say exactly how many. It has over, but it's more than I realised. So the question could be approximately how many Saturn, how many moons does Saturn have? Um, and I don't know, we'll give something, we'll see how many people would indicate. Morning. So I'm not sure if that cafe is open. Oh, it might well be, it may well be, but I don't think I have any. Oh, I have the phone on me, and therefore I have my... Ah, could be quite nice having a coffee. Hmm, let me explore. Do I have no dogs, one person per household, keep social distancing, no seating beyond this point, which is fine. Morning. Um, I need to find somewhere I can hook this fella up. Um, let's have a little look. OK, I'm going to pause the recording in the hope that when I restart, assume there's enough power on this phone to do it straight away. It'll be a part in a few minutes' time. I will have coffee in my hand, so I'm going to pause for now. As soon as I just press these buttons, and then we're going to put... Oh, it's quite a long episode already, 33 minutes. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a first part anyway, so I'm just going to pause for now. Okay, this is now the fourth time of trying to do this part two, so I have coffee in hand. It's a few minutes later. <laughs> But I've tried three times so far to start it, and every time, as soon as I started recording, Ziggy's gone off and done something, we had to call him back. First time was with another dog that was actually not quite attacking him, but I felt bullying him a little bit, trapping him, and Ziggy was trying to get back to me. But anyway, that was fine. So that's a pause there. I had started recording. Then, just after that, I think he went and chased some birds, and I'll oh, come out this way. Then, even as I... Um, that very last one, he then went into the water, which really frustrated me. So I'm now near the water... Uh, just past where the coffee area is. It's a bit now where, at this point, oh yeah, it's a dog beach. It says a label saying dog beach. So at this point we can um, have him off the lead, which is fine. But now he's been into the water. And I thought he might have taken back, not all wet, but anyway, he is now. So I'm just, I don't know how much power's left on this. In fact, yep, there's not much power left on this. Um, so I'm going to hopefully at least keep going until we get to the end of the Walking the Planets. And given I think we're on our way to Saturn still, or did we do Saturn? We did Saturn, we're on our way to Uranus. Back in the day we'd always call it Uranus. It's Uranus now I think, or have they started calling it Uranus again? I don't know. Um, so we still haven't reached that one. Oh, I see a board up there, I think that must be Uranus. But we have to go past a dog to get there, so we'll see how that's going to go. He's at least on a lead. Sorry. That's, that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, so that was okay. That was a little one that was a yapper, but on a lead, that's fine. So we're heading up to Uranus. I'm hoping the power on the phone at least gets us to 
Um, well, Uranus, what then? Neptune. And then I would have hoped Pluto. Um, and so we shall see. And if for any reason the power goes on this, then that, either that's the end of the recording. Boom, we've ended it. If it records at least, I will upload this part just so it's the final part to it. Um, but hopefully we'll get to the end. So, okay. Okay, right, there we go then. So this now one actually says, this is lost in space. It seems as if you've, that you've walked past... If it seems that you've walked a long way from the last planet, maybe this gives you an idea of how big even the solar system is. You're now roughly midway between Saturn and Uranus. Um, uh, you still have some way to go to the next planet. So, obviously realised people might get to this point thinking, well, have we gone past it? You know, where where is the next one? So... It's indicating how far the distances are. So we're about halfway now to Uranus, and we've got to go past two more dogs. Both of them on leads. They look like puppies, actually. Um, but hopefully Ziggy will be good just sniffing and going past. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll go straight past. And how old are they? Not very old. 20 weeks, yeah. Very good. He's very friendly, but he'll come yeah. on. Ziggy, come on then. Come on, Zig. Look, Zig. Come on, come on. Okay. Um, yes, they're two little 20 weeks. Very nice pups, but obviously he sort of crouched down when he came close. Right, how far have we got then to go to Uranus? This is still, I, can't, I still can't see it. Um, okay, so we're now going. So we're now going through passing to woods again. I guess it would count as rice lit woods. On my left is the the lake. Is the Lido itself... So is the Lido the lake? Or is the Lido the kind of beachy bit? Or is it the whole thing together just the Lido? Not sure what officially makes a Lido. Um, Italian word, I guess. Um, so on my left is the lake. On my right is the ra- little railway. So... When I just started re-record, just near where I got the coffee and just where I would have been re-recording the part two, um, I uh, was where the kind of ch- the, the, the station was. I'm not sure what that was called. Waters, is that, I'm not sure what that station's called there, Waterside. But it's the, it's the station, so you'd get the, sta- get the train from the other side, round this end where I'm walking up towards now, and back this side. And it's nice, you can do that, and we've done that a few times back in the day. Not done it for a while. It was nice doing it with Connie when she was very little. I would love for doing that again sometime. Particularly it was a day they had the steam rail, steam train on it. Uh, so the pathway goes right between the lake on the one side and the little railway on the other side, which is very nice. And still haven't got to Uranus. And then after that, how long will it be to Pluto? Um, if, of course, they need to do it. I'm just checking to see if there's still power on here. Yep, there's still power going. So we've got a few more minutes. A few more minutes of me rambling still. Um, and it's about trusting the process, trying to do that with Ziggy. So if he goes in the water, he goes in the water, not getting too upset about it. And I'm just still very aware of, whilst talking about all this and doing this very pleasant walk, having this very pleasant coffee and rambling on, what I'm not doing is the paper. That's the kind of price one is paying for this. And, and, and I'm doing it in the belief, in the hope that then becomes a point where the writing and the editing just sits very comfortably. But 
What I'm not comfortable with is the fact that it seems to have to happen right near a deadline. A bit like with the marking. Um, so it's only at that point when does you know do you actually sort of start really getting your ass in gear? But whether or not trusting the process is that you know accept it. Don't don't spend your life, which I have been, worrying about that, being upset about that, making myself anxious about it. Um, and I'm closing up to what looks to be Uranus right now. Is you accept it. And it's not easy. So hence trust the fucking process is it's not easy. Nobody said it would be easy. There is Uranus. So yes, we're there now. That was 550. That was half a kilometre. 560 metres since we were at Saturn. Which was huh, 2.7 billion. 2.7. Is that right? 2. Yeah, I think that is 2. I think that is 2.7 billion kilometres. And now it's a similar distance, 2.1 billion kilometres to Neptune. So not quite so far, but now we're up to Neptune. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so again, if there's power on the phone that lets me keep going with this one, if not, and it does record, I will post it, even if it's an abrupt ending. And I'll pick it up in the next episode or in a subsequent episode. But I'm reminded of a comment that was said to me. And, it's, and I know you have been reminded of this over the years. You might be quite wet. You might be quite wet, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. Ziggy. His name is Ziggy. No, he's a boy called Ziggy, yeah. My wife said if we had a son, we'd, we'd, um, she wanted to call him Ziggy. And I said, it's more of a dog's name, isn't it? So we got a dog. So there we go. We didn't have a son in the end. We, we got girls. So if we had a son, we never had a son. He's the, he's the non-son. Um, oh, there's a Robin again. That's a nice sign. Robin, very close by. Why is that? Because I was mentioning... Why was that? I mean, if I... Yeah, it's random, of course. And I'm very aware that I would normally the person saying purely random, but symbolically, seeing a robin has just become quite significant. I don't know, engaging with things that really are from the heart, I think seems to be very applicable. Um, and writing the paper, the self-transcendence paper to me, oh, there's a robin again there, another one. Much nearer, bigger, looking right at me, really close up into a robin. Why is that then? Talking about from the heart. Hi. Um, he's back into more water. I have to let that go because he's already wet now anyway. He's having a nice time. He's playing from the heart. So that's interesting then. If I could, let's hope there's, if there's not time on this, if the power goes, then that's just so be it. Um, I'll just keep talking to myself. It's the only way I can be sure of intelligent conversation. That's a line from Blackadder 2. Um, speaking from the heart, playing from the heart, whereas... OK, there's a few things to talk about here. Um, and I'm poor, I think I'm just going to keep going with it. I think trusting the process is to keep going with it and trust that the power will be there, and if it's not, it's not a problem. Uh, there's a few things there that's brought up. Playing from the heart, speaking from the heart, um, and I realised before the interruption from the people who 
were noting how nice Ziggy's coat was. Um, I was talking about this idea of a comment that was said to me by one of our students in the, probably the first year of the map. She was on the first course and she asked me about about how I managed particularly the marking at that point because even at that point I would have been complaining about it or noticing how, how I manage it or didn't well I did manage it I always managed it I just didn't necessarily manage it in the most in the healthiest of ways um so he's now Ziggy is now playing with a little dog but they're playing rather than anything else um there's only three dogs for him to play with now morning um so I realise I'm kind of just rambling here, even more so than normal. But to keep us on track, we are now at... Are we at Neptune then? No, it's not, you see. Because because it's so far between the two, they obviously realise they need to put something else on there. So this is now Comet and the Asteroid Belt. Um, so I'm not sure if this is... Yeah, Comets in general. It's just, I think this is an attempt to put a... Um, put a um, a board somewhere so people go, well, when's, when's the next one? Have you missed it? It's too far away. Could there be a question on here about a comet? Um, hmm. Let me just think of a thing on there. I can't see any obvious obvious particular question. Question. Hmm. Something about comets. Um... Yeah, I've got an idea of a question in my head there that might form um, for the New Year's Eve one, which we've not told many people about yet. So again, probably a small number on the New Year's Eve Zoomtopia. Distraction yet again. Ziggy! Um, he was about to jump up at somebody. Right, how do I ring this to an end? Probably at least when I get to Neptune or indeed Pluto. Um, <laughs> I'm going to the outer reaches of the solar system in order to trust this process. So I was speaking from the heart, Ziggy is playing from the heart. Um, I've got a feeling they're going to be separate, separate podcasts because they're important topics, very important topics. And if I had more power, I'd finish this one and do a whole separate one on play, playing from the heart. Um, or maybe I'm just, am I just... Right, playing from the heart comes from Bill Hicks. He would talk about playing from the fucking heart. Is that similar to trusting the fucking process? Play from the heart. You know, he would talk about Jimi Hendrix, who would play from the heart. You know, and therefore, for me, that was a real inspiration of wanting to speak from the heart, play from the heart. Um, so the, I, think that, I think the Robins are a reminder to play from the heart, speak from the heart. So that's part of it. The link to the paper. And is that interesting? Is that another Robin? No. <laughs> I'm looking for it now. No, that's a sparrow of some sort. Um, it's not actually, it's probably a, it's probably a wren, very, very small. Um, and playing from the heart, and then the, the, the paper, you see, for me, doesn't feel as though I'm playing from the heart, or writing or speaking from the heart. It's very much a head game. It has to be in headspace for that. It's thinking through, critical thinking of what's in the paper, what needs to be said, what should be said, and so on. Is this Uranus? Hey, no we're not. Neptune, so we're at Neptune, yes. So that's it. It's not not saying anymore. It's not pointing to anything else. There's no Pluto on this one. So that's a shame. So 
we've got Neptune. We're out into the depths. There is a dog around there, so we can sorry. Um That's it, so I'm just keep an eye on Ziggy now because the cyclist is coming past. Zig! Ziggy! 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 There we go. Um although there's two more there's two more um what's the word? There's two more boards here. Maybe they make reference to, to Pluto. Into the unknown. So walking the planets here is... Okay, so that's them imagining you're doing the walk backwards. So, um, okay, so they've done it quite cleverly, so you can do it both ways. But here then, into the unknown. So what lies beyond Neptune? Until 2006, everyone knew that the next planet out was Pluto. But in that year, the definition of a planet was changed because more and more bodies of similar size to Pluto were being discovered. These are now known as trans-Neptunian objects, <laughs> didn't know that one, or TNOs, with the larger ones, such as Eris and Marque Marque, being called dwarf planets. So, Pluto's mentioned here, We've got a photograph of on the New Horizons spacecraft, but now it's just known as a TNO, is it? A trans-Neptunian object rather than a planet. How interesting. So there we go. We, we walked the planets. We discovered that Pluto actually is a trans... Well, it's still Pluto. Not officially classified as a planet anymore. Partly because that would open the floodgates to so many more potential planets. So I'm guessing, morning. I'm guessing that's the discovery of other things. Um, so the final part here, then I'm going to drink my coffee and walk, like, continue the walk back. So from this point, we cut through back through to, uh, yeah, I can cut through the, here in a minute, back down through to Ryslip Woods. Um, the comment that made me wonder about the marking and indicate here is the question was. Um, that was asked by this particular student, we'll call her Leslie, for that's her name, asked, well, do you use stress as a motivator? Because I realised I was getting quite stressed about marking, and it was only when I was in that particular space of feeling quite stressed about it um, that I'd actually get it done and motivate me to actually do the work. And I responded initially, saying, oh, no, no, of course not. No, I don't use stress, because that'd be bad. That's a bad thing to do. You wouldn't want to do that. That's a, that'd be poor. That's, that's unhealthy. It's a bad idea. Um, I think I can get through here. Yes, I can. Um, so this is where I cross over the railway. So this is kind of midpoint. Um, oh, very muddy, but never mind. Uh, let's cross over the railway now. It'll take us into Ryslip Woods, back towards the golf course and back home. So it's now, what, quarter to ten, so I've actually been walking for probably more than an hour, actually, all told. Do you use stress as a motivator? I said, no, 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 that's no, no, that's bad, isn't it? Um, and then it's to, um, then it returns to, oh, well, well, yes, maybe I do, but it's bad, so I shouldn't really do that, should I? And that's probably where I've been for all that time since. And I'm wondering if, if we're trusting the process to bring all this round to something, um, I've got to accept that. And that's kind of what I've been doing with this, this well, the, the marking, the recent attempts to mark whilst I was getting all stressed about it. But I got it done. 
it got done in the end, you know, and oh, you know, perfectly well enough, good enough, at least. Um, and now with this paper, so I am in that point now with you know, with just a, really a day to go. Um, I'm managing that potential stress, but by attempting to trust the process, believe that maybe it will just come together. But I have to also believe it doesn't matter if it doesn't, and that's that's kind of true. But I know I'm particularly letting one person down, other than myself, um, and that'd be Piers. And he would sort of would warn me he wouldn't want to leave it to the end at all. Get that completely. Um, and then before I sign off, I think on this one, um, I remind you to see uh, the third time I tell people about the the last chapter of my PhD back in the day. So we'll be talking in 1998, a mere 22 years ago. They got to a point where there was a very real deadline for that. As in, if I didn't submit by a certain date, I actually submitted in April 1990. <sighs> I hadn't quite finished there. So that wasn't the power going, that was a phone call coming through, which I think automatically stops the recording. But it doesn't lose the recording, so it's there. So there's still a few, couple of percent left. It may well go again in this part, so I'm just going to round things off. Just because I was saying that um, I was reminded of the time then when I completed my PhD just before finishing it, there was a real deadline. And therefore writing the final chapter of the PhD, the way I've told the story since, is it's as though that chapter wrote itself. <laughs> Which of course it didn't do. It didn't write itself at all. I wrote it. Um, but there was a point at which I was very much in flow. So if we talk about being in flow and in the context of the paper, self-transcendence paper, one of the topics we'll talk about is being in flow, self-transcendence through flow, those flow-type experiences where you just lose all sense of time, you're engaged with it, Everything sort of feels to go very naturally and, and you know, and so on. And it's just very, very flowful. Uh, and that's what the experience of writing that chapter in the PhD was. Thank you. Oh, dear. Right, OK. <laughs> Sorry about that. Siggy, come on. Siggy, come on. Yeah, you get some people. That's what it is now. It's getting a bit later now. It's new to oh, Ziggy, come here. Ziggy, come here. Because now back to the golf course. Come here, darling. Put this on. Ziggy, Ziggy, come. Ziggy, come. Come. I've got a biscuit for you. No, I haven't. I'll give you one in a minute. But for now, you can come and get clipped on. Because we don't want you picking up people's golf balls, which is what you tend to do. So interestingly, though, we have got people walking across the golf course. Even though today... So when I was out earlier, there was nobody playing. But now, you have, you know, it's a lovely day for golf. The greens, yeah, they are using the main greens. I never used to like playing winter because winter greens are always a bit crap. But here they have got the main greens going. We've also got people just walking across the golf course, which, as in not what I'm doing, which is going across a pathway, which is a public pathway across the golf course. They are walking across that 12th, 12th hole. So I said I'd take a photo of echoing back here. I'm not going to. It's not quite. It's still very pleasant. The sun's coming up higher. But it was nice earlier on because there's nobody here. Now you've got some golfers on that golf hole, fair enough. And the minute they're about to drive up this 12th hole, and there's people walking along the bloody fairway with the dog. <laughs> Which, of course, I have done, 
but not whilst people are playing. It's been when the golf course is closed and there's nobody on there. Um, right, let's wind this up. So that chapter seemed to write itself. I'm hopeful something may, you know, it'd be lovely if the writing a paper on self-transcendence included some experience of being in flow. And I have to believe, I have to believe, I'm choosing to believe, I'm trying to believe, I'm trying to trust that that's, what's, that's what will happen. And I has to get, maybe it has to get to that point where it's down to the wire where it, for it to happen. I don't know. Maybe it's all building up. We get to find out. Anyway, signing off on this one. The power is about to go. We got there in the end. Thank you for walking the planets with me. See, that was trusting the process. Hadn't intended to walk that far. Okay, walked a few kilometres, but um, not, not as many as the millions and millions and billions all the way out to Neptune and beyond to trans-Neptunian objects. See, I could call, I could call the epi- at the pod- this episode trans-Neptunian objects. <sighs> But I don't think I'm going to. I think it's going to stay as trust the fucking process. And with that in mind, thank you for sticking with it. And see you on the next one. Got to charge the phone first. And hopefully write this flipping paper. Or edit it at least. Let's see if we can do that. More soon. I'm trying to click the buttons on the phone. And because I've got them on the lead, I can't hold the phone still. Oh, oh Ziggy, hold on a second. Uh, right, I can't do it. This is all because I don't want to have to edit this at the end. Because if I had to trim it in any way, it wouldn't work. So let me just go back to here. I've got to press this button. Press this screen. There we go. And we're done. Bye-bye.